listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonçalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 10th of January 2023. Later, the share market takes a bit of a breather, but let's start with the four-day working week. What are the pros and cons? Unilever Australia is trialling it after a successful experiment in New Zealand. So for more, Emma Kellaway spoke with Unilever New Zealand Managing Director Cameron Heath. Yeah, the, the four-day work week, we started experimenting um, with this type of work uh, back at the beginning of 2021. And the, the key principle that we worked behind the concept is uh, 180-100. Uh, and basically what that means for our people is that people have the opportunity to earn uh, 100% of their salary while working 80% of the time if they deliver 100% productivity or 100% of their agreed KPIs or or outcomes. Um, And what we found through our experiment and through working with um, our staff was that flexibility was the key in how people kind of took up um, that kind of 80% of their time Um, and really leaving that as open as possible to work with our staff to say uh, what arrangement works best for you to manage both your home life and your professional life or where are you most productive in the way in which you work Uh, so for some people that looked like a little bit of a later start over five days of a week or uh, for other staff it could look like two half days so a half day on a Monday a half day on a Friday Uh, for other staff uh, it looked like a a full day off each week Um, so it was really about kind of matching up the team's needs uh, our customers needs with the individual's needs to come up with a plan that worked for everyone. And after seeing success in the trial in New Zealand, you're now, um, Unilever is now going to run the trial in Australia. How many um, people can we expect to be taking part in the trial here in Australia? Yes, we have about 800 staff uh, in our Australian business. Uh, and of that, around 500 staff will be invited to participate in the trial. Uh, so the trial will run uh, across our office-based staff, uh, our contractors and some of our shift workers in our factories won't take part in the trial. Um, and what we found in New Zealand was that all but one of our staff in New Zealand uh, opted in to take part in the trial. Uh, and we're seeing a really similar positive sentiment come through in our Australian business as well. Uh, so the vast majority of those 500 over to be participating in the trial uh, will take part. And from a business's perspective, what is the key motivation for sort of pushing for a four-day work week? Yeah, so the four-day work week is all about Unilever and our ambition to be uh, a leader in the future of work. Um, and we know that particularly through the COVID pandemic, people started to really reassess their relationship with their employment. They started asking themselves questions around, what do I, how do I want to spend my day? Um, what do I want to invest my time in? What's that bringing back to me and my life? Uh, and what's the purpose uh, you know, of, of my employment and, and, and kind of, of what I want to bring to society? Um, and what we started to ask ourselves was, was there a better way that we could work with our staff uh, to uh, bring about benefit both for the individual and also for the business? Um, and for us as a business, we kept productivity and output as the, the key focus or as part of the core principle of the four-day work week. And that's worked really well for us. Uh, so we've been able to kind of share the benefit of when people have been able to deliver superior performance, uh, we share that reward with the employee by offering the opportunity to earn 100% of their salary while working 80% of the time. 
And if you could just list off, I guess, maybe three of the positives that you've seen um, out of the trial in New Zealand and that you're hoping to see in Australia, what would they be? Some of the really successful outcomes of the trial in New Zealand was we saw a fall of uh, 34% reduction in absenteeism. Uh, we also looked at uh, work-life conflict, so uh, the amount in which people's work impacted with their personal lives and family commitments, and we saw that that reduced by 67%. Um, and what was really important for us throughout the trial was that by working 20% less of the time, it didn't negatively affect some of the stakeholders and customers that we deal with. And what we found that a, was 100% of those that we surveyed said that the New Zealand team, whilst working 20% less of the time, delivered high quality work on time uh, all of the time. And so it seems like there's so many positives that have come out. Are there any negatives or anything that you're still looking into that needs improving? Through the uh, measurement of the trial, we were really clear in kind of understanding uh, not only the positive elements, but where were the areas that we needed to put continuous um, improvement uh, in place. Uh, a couple of the areas that came out was that um, the four-day week is quite individual. So you really need to work with uh, individuals in different parts of the business or in different roles in your organisation to understand how the four-day week can work for them. So we found that uh, people in our office had a very different requirement to people who are out in our sales team uh, in the field working day in and day out. So we need to kind of tailor the four-day week uh, to the different job types. Uh, we also found that a positive mindset uh, or the mindset that someone brought into the trial really impacted their experience through the trial and, uh, and the output or the outcome uh, that came as a result. So working with people ahead of the trial to build a positive mindset uh, and, uh, and some optimism in uh, was a critical element in, uh, in, in seeing positive uh, results coming out of the trial as well. That was Emma Kellaway speaking with Unilever New Zealand Managing Director Cameron Heath. Let's now go to the Australian share market, which fell for the first time in four sessions. The S&P ASX 200 down about a third of a percent, 7,131. For more, I spoke earlier with Tony Sycamore. He is an analyst at IG Markets. The Australian share market is trading about a third of a percent lower today following falls on Wall Street. Now, the falls on Wall Street came about following two Fed speakers saying overnight that they expected the Federal Reserve to lift interest rates to above 5% this year and to keep them on hold for an extended period. The main drivers will still be the US for markets, not just here but globally, I guess. We've got inflation numbers coming out later this week, along with the US corporate earnings. To what extent do you think this will be significant? really significant. Firstly, Thursday night, we have that inflation data dropping for November, and the market's looking for a print of around 6.7% year on year. Now, this would represent a continued easing from the 9.1% peak we saw back in June last year. So good signs on that front. Then we turn to corporate earnings, which start to drop on Friday night. The expectation there by analysts is for the first contraction in S&P 500 earnings since quarter three, 2020. Now, as always, it will be the big banks which set the barometer and they get the ball rolling on Friday night. The other macro story is this continued um, reopening of China. How's the market viewing that? 
The market is absolutely embracing it, Ricardo. Firstly, we have seen these reopenings in the Western countries. And after a bumpy opening, things tend to go very, very well with an associated bounce in growth. Now, China's no different there. And what we are seeing there is commodity prices lift. We're seeing Chinese-facing stocks, stocks like Beidou, Alibaba, the big Australian mining uh, HSBC. All of those stocks have started 2020-23 with an absolute bang. Finally, the, the story that has been bubbling along in the background is, the, is one of currency, the Australian dollar breaking through 69 at one point today and yesterday. It's at a four-month high. What's behind all of that? That's right. Yesterday, we touched a four-month high there in the Australian dollar. And again, it's something which is benefiting from the reopening in China and an expected uh, bouncing growth there in China, particularly during the second half of 2020-23. So what that is doing, it is lifting commodity prices. It's also lifting the Aussie dollar. The Aussie dollar has also been supported by the improvement in diplomatic relationships between Australia and China, which followed Foreign Minister Penny Wong's visit to China back in December last year. So all of those things are providing a very nice tailwind for the Aussie dollar at this point of time. That's Tony Sycamore there from IG Markets. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.